thank you very much for your applause for my guitar solo there. My name is Reed McCollum. I'm the very good-looking host of Essential Dynamics, which is a framework for looking at business and life. And uh, it was uh, come up, the person who came up with it was Mr. Derek Hudson. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, and I think come upping is a verb, and that's what I did. Yeah, that's right. You came up. Uh, I, 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 I appreciate that. I, I want to take some time today, if we could, to kind of uh, massage and, uh, and reflect on some of the guests that we've had and the things that they've said. In particular, the last four episodes have been, uh, I thought, provocative and, uh, and very moving in at times when they discussed uh, their own personal challenges. I have very much enjoyed these last episodes with you, Derek. Uh, but in particular, we've had we've had some terrific guests. Uh, you brought on you brought on Lindsay Osmond, uh, the HR uh, pro, uh, the Jade Bateman, your daughter, came on and talked about uh, working with children and or in schools. Uh, Bruce Alton, uh, who was instrumental in getting this very very framework in a in a position for. Uh, for going. I, he was the one who said, Derek, compose yourself. And, uh, of, and of course, uh, Mackenzie Brown from the Indigenous Tourism of Alberta. Uh, I, am, I am terribly impressed with the quality of your friends. Uh, I'm wondering uh, how you felt about these episodes. Are you, were, did anything really surprise you? In, in what, because you knew, who, you knew who these people were. Well, I, you know, I don't, I I want people on because they're interesting. Yes, they were. And that means that I'm not exactly sure what they're going to say. And I was, um, I, I guess I wasn't surprised that they said, you know, interesting things, but I learned from each of them. And then also kind of putting the last few episodes together in my mind, um, I learned a lot. So, you know, Essential Dynamics is a framework. It's not a solution. It's not a tool to solve problems. No, it's a perspective. It's a way to step back and kind of look at things. And each of them had some things that contributed to that. And, you know, maybe some of them are more of a stretch, uh, but on their own, just on the face of it, their perspective and advice that each of them gave, first of all, was really useful. And second was more broadly applicable than any of them would have thought, I think, as we kind of see them together. Yes, I think so. Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm interrupting you. So um, if, if we're, if we're going to talk about him, I, I'd be interested in starting with Bruce. Sure. Um, and, then, uh, and then we did Lindsay and Jade in succession, and that was a really kind of interesting it combination, was. it wasn't was, it? They had, no, uh, they had no contact previously, and yet their, uh, the interviews we conducted with them were remarkably very different professions, very different interests, and yet a lot of the things they said were very similar. And then of course, Mackenzie, what can you say? Yeah. Yeah. Mackenzie's, Mackenzie's, uh, uh, comments and thoughts were timely and, uh, just heart wrenching at times I felt. <laughs> so I was really grateful that she could take, uh, the negative history that we may have here in Canada with the indigenous population and 
now turn it to something positive. That was uh, remarkable, remarkable. Yeah, so let's be sure to, to cover that um, to some degree as we speak. Where would you like to start then? Well, I'd like to start with, uh, let's start with the two, the two ladies, uh, Lindsay and, and uh, Jade. And uh, why were they similar, do you think? Well, one of the things that, um, you know, I'm interested in is finding truth. And I think true principles stand up on their own. They resonate. They're found in many different applications. And so Lindsay's interests are how do people fit in organizations? And if you think about the balance between the individual and the group that we, we talk about, it, Lindsay said that she left corporate America. Uh, so she was in charge of human resources at a big uh, right, international, right. international company. And she left that. Um, and then from the way the talk, I would say that in her heart, Lindsay's more on the side of the individual than she is on the organization. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Um, and then, of course, we talked to Jade. And Jade talked about how from, from as young as she re can remember, she knew that she wanted to work with children. And Jade is a fierce advocate of children particular children with challenges. Um, and so what we found out that we didn't necessarily expect was that we're all children with special needs. That's right. Yes. I'm, I'm finally, I'm grateful someone's finally recognized that for me. Uh, but, yeah. but one of the things that Jade said, and the difference really is this, is that adults, or as she kept saying, grownups, which was awesome, um, <laughs> grownups are more accountable. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that um, you can expect them to, you know, not be, have to respond to the situation that they're put in. Um, but she said grownups are more accountable uh, and children are less accountable. And so we should do what we can to, you know, set children up for success. But I don't know that we heard a different thing, different set of principles on how to work people with people from Lindsay than we did from Jade. Not in um, principles. No, I, it, it's felt very similar in that way. It did not feel similar at all in the ways they approached uh, their, their employment, nor did it feel um, familiar in their, they both came to it from different directions and, uh, and arrived at, uh, well, communication and empathy as being enormously important to each, each person. For sure. So, you know, one of the ways that Lindsay talked about um, that empathy, she said, you have to do the work. So if, so if you lead people, you have to find out what those people need to be successful. And um, in fact, one of the things I noted from uh, Lindsay is the person's question, what do I need for my organization so I can show up at my best? And then we talked with Jade about particularly kids with, you know, different needs and um, what we call special needs now. Uh, no, I, I think they call them different, different needs. I didn't know. Yeah. Special is too special to, you know, words come in and out of, yeah. out but, of vogue. But Jade, uh, Jade talked about how 
you know, children do their best when they're, they've got the tools and, and the, uh, and the environment that they, they need to kind of grow from. Um, but Jade really, if you know, the, the key message that Jade had is that if a child has an adult with which they have a deep emotional relationship, they're more likely to come out of the school system successful. Because of that relationship with an adult? Yeah, and, and uh, some of the things I think we learned from that is that the relationship has power in itself, uh, but then the relationship, kind of to Lindsay's point, is creates the empathy or understanding so that the person with you know, more access to resources, the teacher or the manager, uh, can get people what they need. Right. To be successful because they understand what it is that they need. You know, Derek, one of the things that I, I noticed in both of them, both of our interviews with them, is that they uh, acknowledged but were not thrown by opposition. Uh, they both acknowledged there were, there were hurdles that they had to, had to jump, and uh, they both did it. Um, that seems to me to be a quality of, of leadership and also of, uh, uh, well, it's essential dynamics is what it is, but it's, uh, but it's also paramount in success, I think, is your ability to withstand, weather and even conquer uh, or adapt to uh, opposition. Is that not something uh, you saw? Well, I certainly did. And, and in thinking about some of the things they said, um, each of them said that you need to kind of find out what motivates people. Mm -hmm. Or in Jade's context, it was, you know, what interests the child. Um, but I, I think, you know, definition of, you know, what are you interested in? How can you tell something that you're interested in? It's something that you would pursue even if it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, that's true. And so, if you, uh, if you, you know, we'll use the, the the quest metaphor. If you set out with an objective in mind that's that's meaningful to you, then opposition can can take its place um, as you know. This is the next hurdle. This is the next puzzle that we have to do. Mm -hmm. um, without that sense of direction, then that opposition just stops progress. Um, and so, so this idea that's inherent to leadership of finding out how, you know, how people can find that, you know, inner drive is key. Lindsay's point was you have to do the work. Jade may have added that, that, you know, there's an element of love. Yes. Yes. Uh, that can help people, you know, bring that out. So, you know, I was thinking about this after, and I, I would have to go back because we had an interesting episode on leadership a while back. And I talked about all these definitions of leadership that I'd compiled, which basically, basically said a leader gets people to do stuff, um, you know, to, to a common cause or something. And I think one of the things that was missing from that was the recognition that there's a person in there somewhere. Right. That, that you know, and so, if I was to, having done that work and then listening to Jade and Lindsay and some, and some further reflection, I would say, if someone asks, 
where does leadership fit in essential dynamics? Because in the few words you used to describe it, you don't talk about leadership. I would say that leadership is the action of dealing with the dynamic forces with all of those elements. It's the action of identifying purpose X and purpose Y. Um, it's the action of tapping into the drivers and overcoming the constraints. Right. And in, in particular, it's the action of bringing the interests of the person in line with the interests of the group. One of the, so, so that's what leadership is, is it's, you know, making this thing work better in groups and personal leadership. If there's such a thing is your own sense of tapping into your purpose, tapping into the motivators or drivers, overcoming the constraints. Uh, but I don't know that anyone can function completely in isolation. So there's always this interpersonal aspect and what, uh, Lindsay and Jade, I think, helped us understand a little bit is that there has to be an aspect of uh, interpersonal connection. And, you know, let's be real, what we're really looking for is love, which is, you know, a sense of goodwill and acceptance that's not conditional. Right. Right. Uh, and not a, not a popular word in well, business terms. So, so let, me, uh, let me open up the... Um, open up the vault here a little bit. Um, when I was working on an early version of what's now essential dynamics, um, I was looking for um, kind of a goal for each of the essential elements. So the goal for purpose is that the purposes are aligned. Just that was a word I was throwing around. Uh, the goal for the system is that you get to flow. And we've talked about that a little bit. Yes. You know, if, if you think about a slalom skier, for example, every one of those gates is an obstacle. Um, but when a slalom skier goes around the gates, you know, it's a thing of beauty. It's, it's way more interesting than going straight down the hill. And you know they're in the zone, like there's flow there. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to the, the people side, and I didn't have this individual and group thing uh, put together yet, I was searching for a word the word I came up with was love. Isn't it just really just love? And so I, I sketched this out and I sent it to my advisory panel, which is my kids and their spouses, <laughs> you know, who are smart people, well-educated, uh, don't think I'm all that hot. So they're yeah, willing, yeah. to, you know, willing yeah, to say something. And a couple of them came back and they said, you know, I totally get the love thing but is it really going to fly in the corporate world? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, there's still some work to do on how you overlay leadership to essential dynamics. Uh, but ultimately if you don't care about people, does it really matter? Uh, good point. And, and I know from time to time you try and provoke me, Reed, and you ask me about the dark side and, uh, you know, I'm not interested in going there. Yeah. Um, because you can manipulate, you know, people in any kind, you know, many kinds of different ways. Sure. But when you really just care about people, then we still have a, we still have a challenge, which is how do we balance the needs of this one individual versus the group, whether it's 
mainstreaming a, a kid with particular needs or the problem employee um, or the customer that is kind of irritating and not um, appreciative of your, of the value of your services. Yeah. Um, there's still people. There's all, you know, there's people there everywhere. Well, Derek, when we talked to Bruce Alton, who uh, was instrumental in getting you to put this into a framework, I understand from our interview. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated about him was his four decisions, uh, go, no go, uh, park or pivot. Those are your, dis- you have to decide on each project. Uh, that's, that's something that, uh, has haunted me since we had that interview. Uh, what, how's the, how's the script going? Yeah, I parked it, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, how, uh, how did you feel about that interview with, with Bruce? I feel like we could have stayed with him uh, for days. Well, you know, Bruce talked about Ikigai and um, that overlapping of what you're good at, what you're interested in, what other people want you to do and what you can get paid for. I've used that before, but since we had the conversation with Bruce, Bruce I probably raised it three or four times with people. Uh-huh. I was talking to a friend the other day who's between jobs and was feeling pretty down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was actually super cool because I asked her, you know, what are you interested in? What, what do you like doing? And uh, once she started to describe, like, what she does at work, what I've seen her do at work many years ago and we worked together, she just lit up. And I, and I stopped and I said, hey, you, you, you can't, you got to see your face right now. And um, so that icky guy power of tapping into what what drives you with the reality of what you're good at and what everyone else you know will pay you for you know there's power to that so so that was uh, that was valuable and i know the other thing from bruce that uh you know i'm really interested in the application to some of your projects is you know what problem you're trying to solve and who's the customer right right and in art i don't think it always works that way it's very hard. I found those particular questions difficult to adapt in my profession. On the other hand, when you're successful, you do tap into that. Sure. But I think you have to, you have to come up at a different level. It's not like, do people need a play about moving Greenland? Yes. Yes, they do. It's, it's what's, what is the feeling that I wanted people to walk away with? And do people want, you know, are people looking for that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, put in the show notes when they can see the play about Greenland. Yeah, the, that's true. The wrong people have money. Yeah, it's a, I understand it's a great play. Uh, people are talking about it. A lot of people say, you know, people are saying. Uh, we don't have a lot, lot of time left, but I sure would like to talk more about uh, Mackenzie Brown's uh, feelings about Indigenous tourism and Indigenous lifestyle we certainly learned a lot through her. Uh, what diverse episodes we've had. What amazing topics. And uh, the fact that we can still come back to Drivers and Constraints and Quest and, uh, and Purpose X and Purpose Y, I just find that phenomenal and a test well, of essential dynamics itself. Well, I th- you know, and I think we'll have Mackenzie back and, and we'll, we'll kind of get the indigenous version of the Quest. Yes, I'd like that. And, and that probably is, that's probably where we should go. with. And the story. Now, 
um, just to be fair, we recorded the episode with uh, Mackenzie on June 24th, 2021. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks before there was an announcement of discovery of, of uh, graves at a residential school in Kamloops. But the morning that we recorded the episode with Mackenzie, there was another revelation about more graves in Saskatchewan. And Mackenzie had just got off a, a team meeting, you know, with their people on that topic and then joined us. So it was, yeah. it was very, very tender. And one of the things that Mackenzie said there is, you know, when we have uncomfortable feelings, we want to jump to a solution. Yes, yes. That's, that was my initial. What do we do to make sure this never happens again? And she said, you got to sit with those feelings. So there was a re-education process that was attempted over the past 150 years. It didn't work in terms of, you know, exterminating the indigenous culture, which is, which is a blessing. Um, I don't think any culture should be exterminated. We should be mining the wisdom of the ages from all cultures to find out, you know, how we can do better. Right, and, right. But it's even, very difficult to tell that to the Borg. Uh, it, it seems like there's a, I'm using a Star Trek metaphor, yeah. but I, it's very difficult to, for an, an assimilation, uh, a, the Borg are determined to assimilate, make everybody like them, period. It's very difficult to tell that, that culture that there, there is worth in, in every culture. So, so let me share an experience <laughs> that I had uh, a few years ago. So Edmonton has the heritage festival. Yeah. And uh, hundred pavilions, hundred different cultures represented food, dance, music. It's, it's, you know, it's outside in the you know best park in Edmonton. It's just fantastic experience. So a few years ago, I was there with my in-laws and my one of one or more of my children and grandchildren. So there's multiple generations there. Sunny afternoon, came up over the rise. You see all of these pavilions, every every color, every language, every kind of meat on a stick represented. And I just had this thought. It just came to me. This is what heaven's going to be like. So there's no assimilation there, but there's love and understanding. And so I and Mackenzie, a celebration. A celebration. Yeah. And food, and food, and food on a stick, yeah, on a stick. <laughs> and, and I think Mackenzie opened up a little bit, and she said, "You can come and see what we do." Yeah. And so, indigenous tourism—that's a—that's a pathway to that connection. But there's many other cultures where we can also, you know, pursue those pathways of connection, and then it's appreciation for the differences and for the, and for the eternal truths that they all they all teach. Yeah. That sounds way better than p taking all the food, assimilating it into a blender, <laughs> and then making us eat it with a spoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Derek, I think that's a, that's a lovely thought, and uh, I thank Mackenzie Brown for uh, bringing it to us again. But uh, in the interest of time, I think that's a good place to end. And... Derek, as always, I do appreciate talking with you. I thank you for your insight and for your, your uh, wisdom, which has made a profound in influence on my life. And uh, Derek, where can they reach you if they want to, want to get hold of you? Uh, DerekHudson.ca is the place to find me. And, you know, the question for the day is, what other guests should we have? 
because we've just had these fantastic conversations. You know, put your hand up or nominate someone. That's absolutely true. I'd like to hear that. For the time being, however, we're off to another uh, day of of our quest, and we want to pursue our many uh, opportunities and and uh, overcome our our uh, uh, opposition that we might face. For Derek Hudson in and uh, I'm Reed McCollum, your very gracious and handsome host. With for Bryn Griffiths in the studio, consider your quest. Mm-hmm.